Another Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Text. And as always, you can catch us live over here on twitch.tv slash her loyal sons and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you happen to get your podcasts at. Come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel, herloyalsons.com slash Discord. And as always, you can find us over at herloyalsons.com. With that, it is time to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing, my friend? We are right on time if we're like that three-city cluster in western Arizona that has their own little uh, <laughs> half-time zone past mountain. Oh, I tell you what, in, in these trying times, there's always something that needs to happen. And, and this time, these trying times, was a toddler that didn't want to go to bed. And then I had to, I'm having to make the good old decision of whether or not the kids are going back to school. And that, that, uh, that involves a little bit of extra talking to you to additional parties. But we're still here. We still made it. Like I put in the Twitch alert. It doesn't matter. Gamblor never sleeps. There's a whole city that exists to where... The lights are always on. Well, right now it might be a little bit weird if you try to go in Vegas now, but hey, there's even in these trying times, trademark, copyright, you can visit the altar of Gambler if you want. But uh, we got picks. This is the actual Notre Dame bye week. So uh, we're going to do what we did last week. We got a six pack plus Eddie picked out a game. And uh, last week it, it looked like we were going to be off to a real shitty start. I really thought it's like, okay, when OU lost, I'm like, here it comes. This is when the complete fade hits. But uh, actually we went uh, four, two and one. So not a bad week at all, Eddie. Very solid for us. I, I appreciated that the first game that went final was actually a dub for us. Right. Just to get just to get the full fade parlay off the board. Uh, I'll take a 4-2-1. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a that's a winning week, baby. That is a winning week. And uh, you know, that Pitt Louisville one was the push. And uh, man, there's no other way. We were talking about a pre-show that that really could have ended. That was almost too perfect. Yeah, I, I feel like last week we even said like this line is perfect. We're we're both going to take Pitt, but this is right where it should be. Exactly. All right. Well, we're before we get to the picks. I do want to note that uh, we we got reached out to uh, some folks over at a site called Tally Site, uh, which you may have seen it on One Foot Down. Even Sports Illustrated's using it, like the actual Sports Illustrated. So um, it, it's a cool little feature that uh, we can actually embed some picks. And I also got Shane and Irish Elvis involved in it too. So we're gonna take the lines from there. Just as an FYI, if you happen to be playing along with Action Network. Um, and we're going to make picks. Uh, Eddie said he's just going to stick to what we do on the show and not worry about it. I'm going to scatter shoot, but uh, the staff kind of did that as well. So we'll see what happens in a regular season, how we can use it. But it's a, a nice, fun little tool. And, uh, you know, the HLS guys, we're all above 500. The funny part, Eddie, is that. Uh, because you had, uh, I mean, you, you took your shot, you took army as a winner 
and that knocked you down to 54%, and that puts you last among everybody, which is kind of crazy. The only rankings that I'm concerned with are currently tied. So, All right, there we go. I knew it. Yeah, so we'll still be keeping score here every week. $100 donation to Extra Life on the line to help fight pediatric cancer uh, for a hospital near and dear to my heart out in Oklahoma. I think we got all the podcast business taken care of, Eddie. How about we take care of the actual picks business? Let's go, baby. It worked this time. I told you, Eddie. Told you it was going to work. <laughs> and we're like five minutes into the pod, my guy. Hey, Tranquilo, look, cabron. This, this, that was the important one. That was the important one. All right. Well, we are going to kick it off with a little bit of a friendly Texas. Uh, see, I think this is now. This Well, not now. Has always been. Has, has there been any other Texas team that the Longhorns hate as much as the TCU Frogs? I don't think there's ever been another rival in the state. I mean, yeah, there's been a few. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to run with the Aggie joke. No, Eddie. I mean, I, I, I think that there's more hatred with Texas Tech than there is TCU, too. <laughs> it was just it was a flawed bit on so many levels, my friend. All right. Well, we'll just move on to the actual spread and the total and all that good stuff. TCU is an 11 and a half point dog to Texas. Total in this one is 62 and a half. Here you got Eddie. Man, I hope y'all were watching that Texas versus Texas Tech game last week because that was a fucking gong show. Uh, there's some concerns about Texas's defense after that, but let's also remember you're in the black hole vortex that is Lubbock, Texas. Weird shit happens in Lubbock. I, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna put too much of a too much of a problem on Texas just because of that. And at the end of the day, they pulled out the win. TCU, meanwhile, they lost to a very underwhelming Iowa State, even when they got one of the worst turnovers you will ever see, yet somehow maybe not the worst turnover of the day, which tune in tomorrow night for a 45-minute Zapruder film breakdown of the Florida State turnover I'm referencing. Either way, man, Max Duggan ain't going to keep up with Sam Ellinger. Texas' defense may have had some problems last week. Some guys got banged up early. I don't think TCU can score anywhere near enough to keep up with Texas. I'll lay the points with the horns. Yeah, and I, after, you know, watching the sloppy football happening, you know, I'm starting to worry about the larger spreads. But there seems to be one somewhat consistent rule. And that's if, if one team is really, really bad, it ain't going to matter. We saw that in a couple different games this past weekend, and I'm right with you. I, The way Iowa State was playing in that game, it, you know, just that one bad turnover aside, Brock Purdy was not having himself a good day, and TCU couldn't take advantage of it. They, they look sloppy. They don't look good. I think Texas kind of got all the... The little rust kicked off, got all the jitters taken care of because that should have been a game. It really could have been a game that they dropped, but they 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 stuck with it. As uh, the folks at the Solid Verbal will say, when you're clunkers, and there's going to be a lot of clunkers this season. Uh, but I think Texas got it out of the way. I really, really don't like TCU at all this season, so I'll lay the points as well with the horns as much as it pains me. Next up. Memphis and SMU. Last year, this was an absolute banger. 
But we're gonna get it once again. Two and a half points, Memphis is the favorite on the quote-unquote road coming down into Dallas. 74 and a half is the total. And I tell you what, you're gonna give me uh, some points here. I think Memphis is very, very good. But I really love SMU's offense. Uh, I think they can put up a whole boatload of points. I'm expecting this just to be like last year's matchup. Just a complete, absolute, um, a little bit of a shootout, if you will, as I vamp looking for it. There it is. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll take the ponies. Give me those points. What do you got, Eddie? Well, I, I agree with you in part and, and disagree in part. I'm on the ponies as well at the end of the day. But Memphis has been sitting at home for a while now. They haven't played a game since September 5th. It's very true. Against Archie State, and they only put up 37 against Archie State. Meanwhile, SMU, granted, not the best competition, but they've, they've crossed 50 both the last two weeks. I think the Ponies have a ton of offensive firepower. They've got some stud receivers. Uh, you look at the last few years, I mean, this school's been putting out some damn good receivers. So the Ponies have a good thing going. I'm going to ride with SMU here. The other thing is Memphis lost their top running back. And the one thing Memphis has always had the last few years is a great running back. And so I'm I'm not high on Memphis. I'm actually going to be fading them, I think, for at least the near future. I like the Ponies here on the field. All right. Moving over towards uh, Phil Jakovic watch. We're going to... Uh, this is my chance once again to, you know, I, I, I went against Dracovic and the Eagles. It backfires spectacularly. So here we go again. North Carolina, 13 and a half point favorite on the road against BC. 55 points is the total. Who you got in this one, Eddie? Well, apparently I've got a real good fucking feel for the Boston College Eagles. I made a whole bunch of money with taking them against Duke, and I made a whole bunch of money taking Texas State against them last week. The uh, the jerk store had a fantastic grand opening, but ooh, last week was real ugly. Only had 210 yards, one TD, and a pick. He did have two TDs on the ground as well in a desperate comeback against the mighty Bobcats of Texas State. Uh, Carolina, meanwhile, they've they've had a, a little bit of time off. They haven't played since the 12th when they beat Hughes, but they it was a sleepy game, but they pretty easily handled them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lay the points here. I think Sam Howell's looking good. I I think Carolina is a better team overall. And last week was real ugly for BC. I think it may just be that Duke is fucking trash and BC was able to get out on that defense. I don't think BC is all that good either. I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and lay the points with Carolina. Yeah, and I, I think we're starting to get a lot of evidence that, that Duke might be real, real bad, especially in the second half. Uh, they fell apart against Notre Dame after giving them a little bit of a trouble. And uh, same thing with Dracovic. Uh They gave him trouble in the first half and then fell apart. Texas State gave him a whole fucking game. That all being said, uh, I mentioned earlier that I am wary of large numbers. And while I absolutely think North Carolina is the better team, I think nearly 14 points is a bit too much for me because I think, if anything, um, not that I'm trying to, you know, redeem myself by, oh, I got to actually pick uh, the jerk store this time. Uh, It is more... 
I think it's clear that there are enough weapons there to cause something of trouble. I don't know if I overly trust North Carolina's defense right now, so I kind of feel like this is an opportunity where BC can keep it close. Uh, it worries me, Eddie, that I'm disagreeing with you since you apparently are the eagle clairvoyant right now, but, oh. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. As Bert said in the chat, bet on the jerk. I'll, I'll bet on the jerk here. I'll take BC. All right. One more before we hit the break. It's a big one. Texas A&M and Alabama. 51 and a half is your total. And Bama is a 17 point favorite. And uh, Eddie told me he had some opinions about Alabama, which I'll let him get to later. Uh, but these are my dear, beloved Aggies who decided to do... I don't even know what the fuck you'd call what they were doing against Vanderbilt. The score was 7-5 to five for a long time. <laughs> they, they they barely scraped it out. They, they looked real, real bad. And I don't even think you could say you're looking ahead to Alabama because that was the season opener. Yeah, they they ended up winning the clunker. They they did it. They didn't lose to Bandy, so it could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. But man, oh god, Alabama is—they're still good. I don't know if they're still Bama type Bama because they. They, they didn't quite cover the number against Mizzou, even though I thought that would be... I didn't put it on the board because I thought that would be a boring, yeah, we're both taking Bama no matter what. So now I'm conflicted, but at the end of the day, I can't get over the Aggies nearly losing to fucking Vanderbilt. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa. It's not going to be in Aggie land and whatever part of the 12th man they allow in that stadium. So roll tide. Go ahead and give it to me. Who you got, Eddie? Well, you mentioned the seven to five. There were a lot of fivers on the board in SEC country last weekend for a while. Very, it was a, what a weird ass week, man. It, it was a very weird entree for the uh, the Southeastern Conference. Uh, I don't have opinions about Alabama. What I would like to share a quick rant about, if you will indul- indulge me, Eli Drinkowitz, you motherfucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Totals, totals at 56. Your boy's on the under. I'm feeling great. It's 38 to 12. They're done. Game's over. Mizzou's got the ball at midfield with like 30 seconds left. And yet here comes Mizzou. They're throwing. Okay, that's fine. Get some reps. Get some reps. They throw it to about the 15-yard line. As the clock is ticking down from 11, Drinkowitz sprints down the goddamn field to find the line judge to call a damn timeout and put more points on the board to pop the total by a point at the buzzer. That's the, a bad beat, Eddie. <laughs> I, it's always bad when you watch something that's like, well, that bet's on Sports Center's um, SVP's <laughs> bad beat segment on Monday night. That's always great. The, the sheer disdain that you could see emanating from Nick Saban, even through the mask in the midfield handshake, was phenomenal. But, <laughs> oh my, Eli Drinkowitz, you, oh, I hate you so much right now. All that being said, yo, not covering against Vandy is a sin in and of itself. A&M damn near lost that game. Yep. There's, no, there's no chance I'm trusting that team. Roll damn tide. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, part of me was also, well, maybe Jimbo would really want to cover a spread, but fuck, if you can't even, <laughs> you had to scrape by just to do everything you can to not get embarrassed and pants by Vandy, ugh. Yeah, the beauty of a guaranteed 10-year contract is you don't have to cover for the boosters. Fuck them, you already got their money. <laughs> price, price of oil's in the shitter? Don't care, that check's already cash, baby. All right, well, we got uh, three more games coming up on the other side of the break, so we will catch you right after this. Yeah, it is It is a weird, uh, you know, little, little situation we got here with the line because uh, there's actually a fair amount of tickets on this one. Uh, there's over 1,000 right now. So 80% of the tickets and 57% of the money are leaning towards OU, and and that line's still coming down, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, part of, part of me part of me is concerned that something may be emanating from this line, but I'm not ready to call it. Yeah, yeah, there there is a little bit of of stink right now, but I don't know if we can really throw anything cartoon this year because for all we know. Half of Oklahoma is going to be out, and that's going to be announced like fucking tomorrow for all we know. And Vegas is just trying to get ahead of it. Um, but yeah, you know, Brock Purdy and Iowa State, it, it, it's kind of an enigma because they come up, I mean, they're going to bite somebody this season, especially this season. Um, in this game being in Ames, normally I'd be like, oh, well, you can't just walk into Ames as a ranked team and, and, and really do much about it. But it's not the same Ames. It's not the same kind of season. I really don't trust what Bart Purdy's putting down. He hasn't looked good at all this season. I mean, forget about last week and the awful, you know, turnover. I mean, this is a team that lost to the fun belt. Oklahoma, of course, I mean, I got to have a feeling here that there's one of two ways this is going to go for Oklahoma. They're going to be pissed off and try to blow it out, or they've already quit and given up. And we saw some of that because I forget his name, but did you see one of their offensive linemen fucking opted out after the loss? Uh, yeah, like within 20 minutes of the <laughs> clock hitting triple zeros, he's like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out. Like that, and that O-line didn't look great already. Yeah, so that concerns me. None of the numbers make sense, but at the end of the day, like you said, Eddie, this could very well be the good old trap. I'll walk right into it because given Oklahoma and I only have to lay a touchdown, um, that that's hard to pass up, especially in this weird ass season. So whatever, I'll walk in that trap whistling and eh, let's go ahead and do it. Next up, Auburn and Georgia. Oh boy, did, did Auburn have themselves a weird game against Kentucky? Did and I, I still love the chicken fried bacon thing that happened on the sideline. Like, if twenty twenty, no matter what happens, that was that was worth it right there. Just to have that moment. But anyway, Auburn had a weird game against Kentucky. They did end up winning it fairly comfortably at the end of the day. Georgia finally won their game at the end of the day comfortably, and they are a six and a half point favorite over Auburn. The total is. 45 here and boy oh boy oh boy i think a lot of people <laughs> i don't know if you've seen the tickets yet uh, apparently because we've seen like no ticket action so far this season but the sec comes in and all of a sudden on wednesday we're seeing like 1400 tickets over a thousand tickets on here 
People and, people have been hyped this week. Yeah, people have been hyped this week, and, and especially with the SEC. Um, right now, 60% of the mon- uh, tickets, 73% of the money are all over Auburn. And uh, the consensus uh, line that I'm looking at here on Action Network has them as a plus seven, which I like a, a little bit more than a plus six and a half. One thing I can't get over is how how anemic that offense looked with Auburn. They still look like they're trying to figure a few things out. I know Georgia was as well, but they didn't quite have the full complement of their offense either at this point. So at the end of the day, it's who am I going to end up trusting more in this game? I know it's a rivalry game. I don't know if that really makes any damn bit of difference this year. This game happening in week two is a little weird. So I expect things to be a little bit cleaner. But one thing that I was expecting to happen was that Auburn's defense was going to be a hell of a lot better than what it was against Kentucky. They got some timely turnovers. They got a couple timely stops. But Kentucky was giving them the business for a while. And that's what concerns me. Georgia's defense, much better than Kentucky. Even though what they did on offense scares the living shit out of me, going against the family ties here, I'm taking the dogs. Who do you got, Eddie? So apparently JT Daniels is cleared to play for Georgia. I'm not counting on it. <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't say whether or not he's going to play. He didn't say whether or not that's going to mean anything. Just said he's clear. And even if he does... JT Daniels playing his first net for his first game in a long time in a new system with I would argue considerably worse receivers than he had at SC. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. On the flip side, still Bo Nix on the road. <laughs> he's uh he's not doing much for my prediction that his sophomore year is gonna be a little bit better because he uh, still looks like freshman Bo Nix out there. Yeah, I mean, and, and Kentucky has been a defensively-minded team the last few years. Obviously, uh, the Mark Stoops influence with a lot of that. But, you know, you got Georgia, who looked horrible against Arkansas in the first half. I mean, you had people believing the Hogs might do the damn thing before they finally woke up. And, okay, yeah, you put points up on Arkansas in the second half. It's still fucking Arkansas. Like, that's not impressive. <laughs> Uh, there are considerable teams in the group of five that would be far more impressive to do that against than Arky. No, no offense, driver. I, I love you, jerk weedery, but y'all bad, my dude. I, I think he realizes that as well because oh, he know he he was ahead of the game before anybody. His his timeline was one of the most hilarious things to follow during that game, just for for the entire thing. Just He's in, a, in absolute awe of what was happening. <laughs> he's a, he's a good dude. Hell of a karaoke singer as well. Um, and at seven, this is a no brainer pick for Auburn. It opened at seven. The fact that they pulled it down to six and a half makes me think that they are begging you to take Georgia. Absolutely begging you to take Georgia. And maybe it's the early action. I don't know. Ah, f- I'm gonna take Auburn. Oh man. I'm, you're gonna trust uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna. I'm gonna fade Georgia's quarterback situation. I'm not, <laughs> I will never trust Bo Nix. Uh, I. It's possible this jumps back up to seven, uh, and I'd feel a hell of a lot better then. 
but I this feels like oh come on look look at the sweet van that says free candy on the side don't you want to come in here and I do, I don't I don't want to go in that van gambler so war damn eagle tiger plainsman Ewoks, whatever the fuck you're calling yourselves this week. Yeah, this is one over on Tally's site because uh, their lines change every day. Uh, they they do try to follow the trends. This is one I'm going to wait to pull the trigger on at the very end to try to boost my chances of looking a little bit smarter because if it does go up to seven or anywhere above that, yeah, I, I think it feels like a no-brainer. Uh, well, oh, okay, we need to talk about this. What? on? The, uh, I feel like on the games we need to pit that we're picking we should put in what our pick is, right? Oh, we can, if, if you want to do that, we can have the gentleman's agreement that will do that to make things less confusing for podcast records. I, 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 I feel like that would be a, a preferable way of going about it. Right, we, we can do that. We can do that. Uh, now, if the line goes up to seven, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, now we got your pick. Uh, let's see what you got in store for me this week, Eddie. I was I was going back and forth on a couple games. I decided that I wanted to let's come back to the ACC. We haven't talked about Virginia yet. Haven't mentioned the Who's, and they're going up against good old Clemson, number one in the land, unless some random team got jumped ahead of them that I'm not aware of because I haven't looked at polls because. The fuck does a poll do for you anyway? Still, days? still number one right now. Even though there's four people that filled out a ballot saying Ohio State is the number one team in the nation, but I digress. I, I mean, hey, they looked fantastic in the zero games they've played so far. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Clemson laying twenty eight at home to the Who's. Ryan, who you got? Well, I I would love to lean on the good old action network numbers but there's only 600 tickets on here so the 70 plus percent of tickets and money um doesn't exactly give me much here look clemson has been proven to be absolutely dangerous i mean that's that's pretty pretty fair to say i I would say eddie even though we've gotten what like only a, a couple things that we can really you know pick out from them um they really haven't had much competition. Virginia has been basically their biggest competition right now has been fucking COVID. I mean, it took them a while just to get on the damn field. So what I'm looking at right here is that you got it, got two teams and Clemson's coming off of uh, an early buy as well. So you got a couple teams that really haven't been able to prove much against, you know, really huge competition right now. Virginia's about to get their first shot. Clemson's kind of, sort of going to get a shot right now. God, at the end of the day, I, I I'm going to lean on. I, I'm going to try to be principled about this as best I can, Eddie. Twenty eight is too many points in this weird ass fucking season that we're having. Something's going to get sloppy. Something's going to get a little bit clunkerish here. I this has nothing to do with me. Like, oh well, Clemson just doesn't have it. But man. They haven't played much of anything. Give me, go ahead and give me all twenty-eight of those points. Thank you for being on a key number. You mentioned that Clemson hasn't played much talent yet, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Do you know what else Clemson hasn't done? Have they not covered a spread yet, Eddie? They haven't covered a motherfucking spread, Ryan. <laughs> played a what seems to be pretty bad Wake Forest team. Couldn't cover. 
up 49 to nothing at halftime against the Citadel. Do you know what the spread was in the game, Ryan? Uh... I don't remember what the spread was in that game, but I remember like the live number shot all the way up to 70 and then they took their foot off the gas after it was like uh, uh, 49 to nothing or whatever it was. Ryan, the line was 49 and they didn't score a single goddamn point in the second half. We've seen it. Forget, forget COVID. Forget this weird year. We've been doing this for what? Five years? I think. Sounds right. We've seen, especially in the last three, Clemson does not cover spreads in the first half of the year. It's not a matter of talent. It's not a matter of execution, even. They just don't care. They don't try because they don't need to try. I'm not going to touch Clemson as a favorite until maybe Halloween. You got you to get through the first six weeks of the season. I'm taking the Who's. Dabo, Dabo does not have the killer instinct early on. They're not going to cover. Yeah, it was really interesting that in that Citadel game, because two things happened in that Citadel game. Not only did they not score, but Dabo offered the running clock and Citadel and declined. Re- and Citadel refused it. <laughs> and, and then to, that was the most bizarre thing about that. If I'm if I'm a coach. And I'm like, look, I'm the number one team in the country. You're here to catch a paycheck. Let's fucking go home. And you decline. And I say, all right, fucking strap in, my dude. You're about exactly. to. You are going to regret this decision. I'm coming for that Cumberland Gap number, baby. We're putting two thirty on you. I-, I was shocked that when I saw that, I'm like. First, kudos to Citadel. We're like, we're just going to take this ass kicking like men, like Marines. And no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, I'm not giving you any fucking kudos <laughs> for that. You did what you came to do. You got your money. You've got these kids. You're really going to put them against future first round players for that much longer when you've had no time to practice. You're not in full shape. You're just getting your ass whipped. You're going to prolong that. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Take your money and run. Listen to the Steve Miller band. They will never lead you wrong. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. But uh, I was surprised that Dabo completely let off the gas. Maybe it's, you know, a conference game. Maybe he'll have a little bit more killer instinct. A lot of respect in the troops in that Citadel game, maybe. But, uh, look, this season's just too damn weird. It's... I can't trust the big numbers. I mean, hell, the, the shit happened with Alabama as well. They had a, if I remember right, their spread was at about 28 or somewhere close to it, and they didn't cover either. The The large spread, and when I say large, I'm talking about anything that seems to be like 24 and over. Once we're getting into that, you need four scores type territory. Then I, I just don't trust it right now. It, everybody's still too sloppy. It's not even a wait to midseason for, for things to get better. Everybody's just trying to... <laughs> Fucking figure things out one week after the other. Uh, and the other, isn't Dabo, did, or did I imagine it? Isn't he going face shield right now? I don't know. He's just a bitch and I hate yeah, him. Yeah. I, 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 and I know Saban is, but man, I, I distrust the face shield. The only person I trust that on is Andy Reid. <laughs> is Andy Reid? I, I have no problem with the face shield. It's, I, I much more prefer that than the coaches who just have the mask around their throat. And then Shut every up, now and then when they, when they, yeah, when they realize the camera's on, I'm like, oh, shit, whoa. like at least they're, they're putting in the effort. I, I respect that at least. 
Uh, but I, you know, last week's game was just another drop in the bucket the size of the goddamn Gulf of Mexico of why I hate Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. We actually have a couple disagreements, so maybe, maybe, just maybe, we'll have a little bit of change in our standings, and the 13-8-1 that we both are will start to differ next week. But, Eddie, uh, we have an actual bye week. I will see you tomorrow, sir, so I am very much looking forward to that. Um, I don't know if my liver's looking forward to it. It should be good times, and with that said, send us out, my friend. Yeah, the good news is Friday I have to uh, I have a Zoom meeting that I don't I just have to kind of listen to, so I don't have to be camera off at a at a hundred percent. Oh, camera's <laughs> definitely gonna be off. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, uh, tomorrow should be a gong show. If years past have told us anything, kids, it's always a pleasure. Hope you're all staying safe. Uh, at least the West Coast seems to be less on fire. You know, keep dodging hurricanes. Think there are earthquakes happening. Try and avoid those. Just keep your heads down, kids. And as always, go Irish. Hell, Gambler. Thank everybody that joined us over here at twitch.tv slash sons. Make sure you're here for the Gong Show live tomorrow. You'll appreciate it. And of course, subscribe and leave reviews over on the podcast, over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you have to get your podcast feeds at. And of course, join us in Discord over at HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. We are always over at HerLittleSons.com. Until next week, y'all, go Irish, be COVID, have a good one.